I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Well, hello there. You are listening to the greatest ever health and fitness podcast on the internet. It's the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is, was, and always will be Matt. And I'm here with my wife, Courtney, who apparently I amuse greatly. <laughs> yes, I am here. Hello. And yes, you do amuse me because you like pause in between each of your words. And it's funny. I don't know why you do that. I don't get it. What are you saying? <laughs> anyway, go on. Carry are, on. Are you making fun of my, my speech patterns? I was then. I was then, yes. Dramatic pause. It's called dramatic pause. It was... Very dramatic. So Courtney and I are here to discuss, well, not really so much discuss as much as answer, a question that we get asked quite a lot as personal trainers, the question of, how much exercise should I do? Mm. Because, as you would expect, everyone has to start somewhere, but that first point is a difficult one. Where the hell do I start? What do I do? How much should I do? So I think personally that a lot of the problem stems from the overwhelming amount of options that people have. So you join any big gym, as I know Courtney has, I have, know that you have as well. And well, let's look at this. You have the squash courts. You have the swimming pool. You have the weights area. You have the other weights area. You have the female gym, you have the boot camp area, the Pilates class, the yoga class. You have about 40 different group fitness classes each week. There's too many options. So many options. I think too many. And I think a big part of why big gyms have a large number of inactive members is they just don't know where to start. It's very overwhelming and daunting. Yeah, it is. So we are going to see if we can uh, do our best to hit the nail on the head and maybe give you a frame of reference on where's a good place to start. And Courtney and I will use ourselves as examples. Uh, Courtney will be a very, very good one to, to listen to because it wasn't that long ago when she really first started mm. getting into it. I can give my own personal perspective of someone that has exercised for a long time and talk about how... Well, how things have changed hmm. over the years. Oh, well, I'll go first. Uh, I, Matt, now remind me, because you've got a better memory than I do. Four years ago, four and a half, five. I think I'm coming up to five years. Yes. November. Yes. November will be five years since I met uh, you, Matt, and started exercising with you. I met Matt at the local gym and organized to meet up with him and go through 
I wanted to lose weight. Where do I start sort of thing? I was one of those people who would go to the gym, walk on the treadmill. I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really have any idea of where to start. You see people in the weights area. I never really went in there. Uh, you see people... Well, and that gym also, just to frame this, the gym that Courtney and I met at was a very large local commercial gym mm. that had a bevy of options. Bevy. A bevy. Mm. A smorgasbord mm. of options. Really? But I also knew the uh, gym statistics... Uh, about 65% of the member base was classed as inactive. Hmm. So a fantastic gym, yet there's so much to do that it's easy to do nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, it was the same old sort of thing that you see in a lot of these commercial gyms. They ran classes like pump class. Um, combat. Combat class. Those, all those sort of group fitness Zumba, style classes. Body attack. Yes, they had the weights area of the gym, Stretching which is sort of like its own area of the gym. Then they had sort of a machine weights area of the gym. Boxing classes. <laughs> Stop. And then they had a cardio area of the gym. CrossFit classes. So I would obviously generally go in there and just go to the cardio area of the gym and I would go on the treadmill for a little bit. Sometimes I'd go on the cross trainer, but yeah. I didn't work to use too many different machines because I didn't want to look like a goose because I didn't know how to use them. Hmm. So it was that sort of fear of looking silly. Uh, so I'd just stay on the treadmill because it was easy to use and I knew how to use it. And I didn't really do anything outside of that. And obviously I wasn't getting any results and I was frustrated. So long story short, I met Matt. He got me onto an exercise routine straight away, which was two days weight training and two days cardio training. Yeah, and the, so I started Courtney on what I would consider a, a sort of fairly basic uh, foundation routine because you have to consider that, uh, well, look at it this way. I know how easy it is to feel the temptation or to almost feel the pressure to start with as much as possible. Mm. Yet there are some considerations you need to take into account. Firstly, obviously with Courtney, what is her goal? So the training will dictate, sorry, the goal will dictate the training. Mm. Now, in addition to that, someone's training history will very often influence just how much they can start with. So Courtney never having lifted a weight before in her life, and no, we don't count ice cream and hamburgers as weights, <laughs> though some probably could be. <laughs> have you not done that before? If I were to start Courtney on a you know, three, four, even five-day weight training split, that is a, a fantastic way to overtrain her to potentially cause injuries and burnout, and then the whole thing will... I've cost myself a marriage, haven't I? I'm just to scare, scare someone off there is al well. There is also that too, because I'm sure, I'm sure you've been through it yourself, because Courtney and I have. It's very easy to feel overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. Especially when you, when you, you know... You take what you want to do and it's human nature to build it up in your head to be bigger than what it is. So it's the old mountain out of a molehill. Oh, yeah. So I knew that with Courtney, like with most people that I first initially will start with, you start with a basic plan because their conditioning isn't at the stage where they can really be pushed all too often. They're just going to need more time to recover because their body isn't used to, you know, strenuous movement. 
So as Courtney said, she started on uh, two days of weight training, two days of cardio training, and Courtney, I'll throw it back to you to let you illustrate or elaborate on what happened from there. Yeah, well, the two days of weight training was split up into upper body and lower body. Uh, only four exercises each day, so it uh, each weight training session. Uh, so yeah, that was really easy um, to follow, and I uh, found it actually really enjoyable. So really, really um, start off really from the basics. Like I was really basic level when I first started. So I would had squats on my leg day, and I started with no weight at all, Matt. If you remember, I do. Um, so I just had to literally learn how to do a proper squat. Well, there's no point lifting a heavy weight if you can't lift it right. No. So I would uh, started off with a uh, sort of fit ball behind my back on the wall and learnt how to squat properly because it was sort of a stable environment. And then from there, sort of had to stand up on my own and squat properly. And then from there, I went to just an empty bar, empty bar. Um, and then from there, I went on to weights and things like that. Now I can actually squat a, a decent weight on the bar. But I mean, we're talking almost five years. Not that you're bragging. Nah. I won't mention any numbers or anything, but no. We're, just, just look up the videos. And that was the same thing with deadlifts. I had to learn deadlifts. I had to, I learned um, bench press, bench press, shoulder press, shoulder press, lat pull down. Yep. Rows, seated rows. Yep. Split squats. Even um, leg press. Leg press at one stage had to learn that one as well. Stiff so deadlift. yeah, just like a real variety of. Um, upper body and lower body exercises that I really had to learn from scratch. There was a lot of them I'd never even heard of before. There were some of them I'd heard of and I'd seen done but never attempted them myself. Or there might have been a couple that I had attempted um, in the past but clearly had no idea how to do it properly. So, yeah, that that was really where I started. And my two cardio days, I started with just uh, half an hour of intense cardio. And I would sometimes do maybe a sprint session outside if it was nice weather. Um, sometimes I would go to the gym and do a, a session, not usually on the treadmill, but maybe on the, um, what's it called, the bike? Stationary bike, uh, I believe the rowing machine as well. Yeah, the rowing machine. I used to try to mix it up a little bit because I would I get bored really easily. I think that was my direction as well. Yeah. Uh, for Courtney was to to mix up her her cardio days because in terms of intense cardio, inefficiency is key. The worse you are at it, the more effective it is for you. But Courtney also touched on something very important uh, that she started at thirty minutes of uh, intense cardio for each session that 30 minute prescription actually hasn't changed no no and that is what i was gonna say as well that even just having the two days weight training and the two days cardio training i did that for quite a while Mm. before i went up and then i did go up to three days weight training friend i stayed like that though for years a couple years I stayed at three days weight training. I think it's still your sweet spot. It is still my sweet spot. I have experimented over the last uh, one to two years on going up to sort of four days weight training. Even I did one um, sort of program at five days weight training. Which didn't work. Which did not work. Um, So pulled it back down to four days and now I've pulled it back down again to three days and it's really been my sweet spot. But I think once you've been... Doing that, and as Matt said, for when he will tell his story, he's been lifting weights and exercising um, in a structured way for a lot longer than I have. 
but he will be able to tell you a lot more. But with my program, I was able to experiment with that because I had been lifting weights for that good sort of three years to start with. There was a base. So when you've got three years worth of a good base there. Training history. And also following that up with great nutrition, I was able to experiment with that without doing any damage to my body. But it was just I knew from the way I was feeling what worked and what didn't work. And now I've gone back to what I know my body really responds to. And there, Courtney, has touched on another key element. I'm touching on great points all day, aren't I? You are on fire. <laughs> like, get, get the hose. Going to put you out here. <laughs> Completely killing it. But Courtney did touch on a very, very good point as well in terms of, we use the, the magic N-word, nutrition. A simple rule of exercise prescription, not just, well, beyond someone's training age or lack thereof is you match their exercise to their nutrition so why as a, as a trainer why would i start someone on four five six seven days a week of intense exercise if they're not eating enough to support three to four that's another easy way to create an overtraining environment and you know create more problems than you solve so the old rule of you match the exercise to the nutrition meant that because I knew Courtney wasn't eating as well as what she thought she was, I'm better off starting with a minimum amount of intense exercise, structuring it correctly. And as Courtney touched on before, I did eventually move her up to three days a week of resistance training, but not until I felt as her trainer, she was ready for it based on two factors, which I've touched on, but I'll mention them again. Factor number one, conditioning. I thought she was recovering well enough to be able to handle the stress. And believe me, this is a key thing to consider. When you add more exercise, you add more recovery requirements. She was ready for that. And what she was putting into her body was fueling that. Yeah, absolutely. And that is why, just on a side note, I won't go into too much. Please digress away. But on a side note, that that's why it is essential to record what you're eating and record your exercise because from that data, you can then make changes or you can see... Educated where, changes. Yeah, or changes to your body are happening and you can see where and how they're happening. So it's not just guesswork involved. No, well, that's... Yeah, well... That's actually a very good digression. You've done it again. Well done. I know. I'm, uh, I'm just... Wow. Just kind of, I, give it's yourself unbelievable. A, give yourself a high five. <laughs> you're great. all over it. In fact, should I just shut up and let you run the whole show? Like, you're killing this. Sorry, go on. I oh, know. It's all good. <laughs> I've lost. actually lost my spot now. You've, you've, oh, you've, data. You've thrown me I off. I was talking about data. Thank you. Data collection. Yes. We're all professionals here. Yes. Data collection, as Courtney had digressed onto, it is critical because it gives you information on what does what for your body. So if someone has experienced a fantastic transformation and they haven't recorded it, how do they, what has worked? Yeah. Because no doubt you've got all these variables that are thrown into it. Anyway, yeah, I'll tell you what, that there could be its own episode. I think it's going to need the, to be. <laughs> the, the, the importance of data collection and exactly what you should be noting down. We, Let's file that away. Yes. Let's file that away. So anyway, we, we did, you know, I did increase Courtney's exercise a little bit because she was ready for it. And as she did touch on, she has experimented with uh, four-day weight training splits and even recently a five-day split. And as Courtney said, it didn't work for her. 
Now, how do we know that that volume didn't work for her? Courtney, would you like to elaborate on your feelings on that? Then I'll give mine. Yeah, I, I think personally for me, it was A, the way I felt, the way my body felt, my recovery, my ability to recover. And also from the data, it didn't work because I knew I was eating properly. I knew that the nutrition was there and should have been able to back up the recovery, but the recovery wasn't there. Yeah, the, the performance, the big, the big tip off for me was just Courtney's performance in the gym just wasn't quite as sharp as it had been in the mm. past because your performance in the gym, look, everyone has the occasional dud workout. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I know you would have. I know I've seen Courtney have dud workouts. Yeah. I've had plenty of my own. No matter how how well you're sleeping, how well you're eating, how well you're hydrating yourself, every now and then... Workouts just shit. Some workouts just suck. Yeah. And that's fine. No need to panic. No, the same way some workouts are superhuman. Mm. Now, the issue that I would have and that I have had with Courtney and myself in the past is when the shit workouts add up. Yeah. So where it goes from, oh, I've just had the occasional dud workout to, okay, this whole week has been awful. Yeah, I felt like crap. I felt like crap. I've been tired. I haven't had quite the same pop Mm -hmm. in either the weight training sessions or the cardio sessions. Now that there is a sign. Yeah. The occasional once off, mate, shit happens, whatever. A week's worth? Mm, we need to have a look at this. So we found that with Courtney doing the five-day-a-week uh, weight training that by the end of the program, she was constantly tired mm. and her strength levels weren't where we expected them to be. And I made no physical progress. Yeah. So, so what, my body shape made no physical progress. So what do you do? You back it off. Mm-hmm. And now... We backed Courtney off to a four-day weight training split, which she handled rather well, but still towards the back end of the program, just probably a little bit too fatigued. Died in the ass for our liking. is, I think, what you're looking for. <laughs> the technical term would be died in the ass. Uh, for those listening that aren't Australian, died in the ass is a slang for us saying you basically hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So we then back Courtney down again to a three-day split, which for Courtney is the sweet spot. Perfecto. Uh, The performance is fantastic. The recovery is there. The the physical changes are there. Mm -hmm. For Courtney, it works. Now, this is also where a big part of the question, how much should I exercise, comes into it. Okay, this is a reductive answer, but I must give it. Everyone is different. Yes. Now, you don't know what your sweet spot is until you've had some time to test it out and condition and just experiment. I know for me personally, my sweet spot is four to five. Mm. Mm. But I've also been training for a hell of a long time, a lot longer than Courtney. But hey, do you think I started at four to five days a week of you know intense training? No. No way. No. And I think and I think that that just goes as well, just to digress slightly again Why it does not? it does go against that that whole mentality around more is better as well so the, it just goes to show 
my example, it just goes to show that more is not better because I tried more and I didn't get results and I was fatigued and I was tired. And then I opened myself up to injury and all the things that you don't want. Can I, can I get on my soapbox just for a moment? Speaking of digression, can I have a, just a, a mini rant? Go for it. You know what really gives me the shits? You read a magazine. Well, actually, no one reads a magazine these days. No, but that, that's an old guy. We reference. know what you mean, though. You might be online on your favorite website or following your favorite Instagram slash Facebook slash YouTube slash MySpace. No, no one uses MySpace. Uh, fitness celebrity, and you'll see their recommended workout routines. Mm. So let's say you've got Courtney Lay fitness model, and she releases oh, hello. she and she releases her her workout routine. That's this wonderful five-day weight training split Yep. with a couple of two-a-days here and there of doubling up with the cardio and the weights. Except what they don't actually tell you is where they started Yeah. and what they've gone through to build up to that. And they don't tell you how long they sustain that routine for. No. Yet the average person, and I know I can understand this, the average person will look at this and go, well, if they're doing that, I need to do that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you launch into this routine that is unsustainable. And then you feel like a failure because you feel like shit a few weeks in because you can't recover in time and you just feel like crap. I'm doing this exercise, but I feel worse. Mm. Oh, it's too hard. I'll quit. Mm. That really bugs the crap out of me. Yes. Anyway. Rant over. <laughs> well, that was anyway, back to me. Um <laughs> sorry. The truth is revealed. <laughs> I do. Anyway, back well, to me for a second. Welcome to our marriage. So that is pretty much my general history of how much exercise do you do. Uh, I'm just trying to think. In terms of cardio now, so I'm doing three weight training uh, sessions a week. Cardio, I do two to three, depending again on how my body feels. So now because I'm five years into intense you structured training I really have a good sense of my body and how it's feeling and I can adjust slightly by sort of one cardio session here and there if I'm feeling good and I feel like my body can handle it if I'm feeling a bit fatigued sort of thing I will do a walk instead of an intense cardio session so it's important for my body to keep moving and I think it's important for most people's bodies to keep moving but it depends whether you're doing intense exercise or you're doing less intense exercise. Yeah. Uh, Courtney's made a great point on that one. Um, zing. Yeah, it's just zingers left, wow. right and center. I should just mute myself and just let you take over. Like you are large and in charge. My wife, the boss. Anyway. So myself, uh, I first started uh, actually doing too much. Well, actually, I didn't start with too much. I built up to too much. Mm. So when I first started exercising, well, I was doing well just to get to the bloody gym in the first place because I would think of every excuse under the sun not to go, you know, too hot, too cold, too raining, too sunny, too weather, too stressed, too busy. Too life. Too life. Just, mate, too much life. I can't handle this. I can't adult anymore and I'm not going to gym today. (laughs) Too hard. Eventually, once I, you know, had enough of that, started to put some effort in, but I probably went a bit too too far the other way. 
So I was under the impression that more is always better. So here you had a 180 kilogram, obviously out of shape, obviously unconditioned male, gradually building up his exercise. So to me, I thought, well, if I could do half an hour, I'll now do 45 minutes. I'll now do an hour. I'll now do an hour and a half. I'll now do two hours. And this kept going. So I thought I was doing the right thing. So I built up to the stage where I would do, in this is one workout, a 45-minute run to the gym, an hour and a half weight session, and a 45-minute run home. Every day, six days a week. That adds up. That's a lot. An awful lot. And then you then combine that with what I was and in most cases was not eating because I would then go home after my three-hour awesome hardcore training session and um, fuel back up on burger rings and Coke. Mm. Perfect post-workout nutrition. I'd still like it now, I guess, quietly, but those days are over. But at the time, I would match my poor eating habits with too much exercise. Mm. And lo and behold, nothing would change. So here I am grinding it away. Eventually, I had a meltdown off of that. Um, And uh, that's when the lovely chap who owned the gym I was going to at the time basically set me straight and said, righto, if you can do it right, do it like this. Separate your days, you got your weights days, you got your cardio days. Now, for me, the time being still fairly unconditioned, even though I thought I was, you know, pretty hardcore, I was still not very well conditioned. So I actually backed off my exercise volume by about probably at least 50 to 60% of the volume I was doing got cut. Mm. And lo and behold, what happened? You started to see changes. I started to see changes because obviously in conjunction with structuring the exercise a bit more effectively and actually doing more focused bouts of training, I wasn't supplementing my workouts with burger rings and Coke. So there was obviously more, you know, healthy choices being made, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, meat, blah, 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 blah. So I was doing three weights days a week and two cardio days a week. And on the uh, on the weekends, I just go for a stroll, might do a, a light run on the park with some friends, you know, play a bit of football here and there, nothing overly strenuous, and it worked. So contrast that to now, these days I can handle a five-day weight training split, four days, four to five for me feels just about right. Either of those two, much of a muchness. Um, where in the past, I remember it was about probably, geez, Four years ago, three, four years ago now, uh, just before Courtney and I met, I tried my first ever five-day weight training split. And after nine weeks in my first 12-week program, I hit the wall. Everything hurt. I was tired. I was fatigued. It was too much. So I backed it off, spent a bit more time working on my conditioning, where, as I've said before, now I can handle four to five days quite comfortably and finish a program looking my best and feeling fantastic. No complaints here. So the point I'm making is that 
it's easy to look at where someone is now and go, well, well, I need to do that. Well, no, you don't. When you're a beginner, you are actually safer and better off starting with not enough than too much because no one ever got a bad result under training, but overtraining can really put you out of action for quite some time. Absolutely. So starting at, as I, Courtney's made the best example. Where I started Courtney on the two weights and two cardio days a week is the perfect place to start, mm. I think, for really any beginner. And and you might be like me, where you stay on that for 12 months. Well, in the end, here's the thing. If you are changing, mm-hmm. if your clothes are fitting differently and better, and you can see the differences in the mirror, and you've got friends and family that can notice the differences, and you feel good, you feel energetic, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, absolutely. There's no pressure to bump it up. Some of the best transformations I've had with clients, including Courtney's, have been ones where they have done a, spent a lot of their time on the two and two split. Mm. So they might do two days a week weights, two days a week intense cardio, and two to three just low intensity walks yep. a week. So as Courtney said before, that you know we do recommend you know got to keep your body moving, stay active, but you just you know structure and vary up the intensity levels. Oh, absolutely. You don't have to, you, you don't smash your body seven days a week. So, you know, those, those low intensity activity days where you could go for maybe a 40 minute walk, they're still allowing your body to exercise. They're getting your, your body moving without absolutely smashing it like you do on the other days. So it's a, it's a best of both worlds there. But I mean, I stayed on, I think two, two and two for about somewhere between nine and 12 months. And I think, and then that's when I went to the three weight training and then it wasn't again as I said until about two years later that I actually experimented with the different amounts of weight training classes and then realized that no I had it right the first time and three was the best yep and that's fine and so there is always room with people to increase their their exercise and on any actually and Courtney can back me up on this with her own personal experience on any well-structured training program gradually bumping up the volume through the course of say a 12-week program is recommended Mm -hmm. so it's like you're creating some forward momentum but you've got to start low and build your way up now when it comes to exercise and intense training well you've got volume and you've got intensity now pretty much you're going to choose one or the other you're not going to have both. Well, maybe you can, but not for long. You can't sustain it for long. Something's going to give. Usually it's your body. So a smart a smart routine when someone's you know first getting into the gym is to start with lower volume and gradually through the course of a program, you build the volume up, but then you cut it off, have a rest. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. And focus on your nutrition. Well, yeah. I mean, in the end, as as Courtney and I can attest to, it's the results you're going to get, it's not just the training. No, absolutely not. You can't outrun a bad diet. I mean, I've been there, done that. No, you can't trade off. So you have to you have to have the nutrition there to be able to do the exercise, to be able to help your body change. Yeah. So I think in closing on this topic, 
answering the question of how much exercise should I do? Less than you think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think Matt no, Matt you'll agree that we're pre- pretty much yeah, two weight training sessions, scheduled weight training sessions structured I should say not scheduled structured weight training sessions and two intense 30 minute cardio sessions is a pretty good place to start but obviously it is person dependent well it's goal specific and it's training history specific but for the average person who hasn't got years and years and years of of training under their belt the two and two split is a fantastic foundation to start with and you can't go wrong because you always would rather have room to increase than having to decrease because obviously it's easy to feel like a failure because I want to cut my exercise back. I failed at this. No, you probably just started too much to begin with. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, so uh, on that note, I reckon that's a show. Yeah, I think hopefully that answers that question. Hopefully it's helped. Yes. If it hasn't, well, we suck. Yes, And we are the worst podcast ever. (laughs) That's an awkward laugh. (laughs) All right, well done. High five. Awesome. Uh, if you can do us a favor, we haven't asked this before. We'll ask this now. Feel free to look us up if you haven't before on iTunes, the weight loss podcast, please feel free to leave us uh, a review, a rating and a review. That's very important to us. It helps us go up the rankings because we like to talk about being the best (laughs) health and fitness podcast ever. It would be nice if the iTunes rankings actually reflected our opinion. Yes, absolutely. And we got some great feedback on last week's episode. So thank you very much for that. Uh, If you do have any feedback you'd like to give us, feel free to contact us through Facebook or on our email podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Killed it. Take it easy. We will speak to you soon. You smashed it. Bye. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.